Welcome to the Resilient Mind Podcast, exploring how our thoughts and feelings influence our actions. I am Steve Nathanson, CEO and founder of Strive for More, professional coaching firm, and... I'm Andrew Marangoni, founder and CEO of Steel City Pack Leader. Together, we founded Pittsburgh Pet Care, where coaching and pet care meet. And this is our podcast. Welcome back, everybody. We're here today. Season three, the start of the Resilient Mind arc on self-care and caring for others. I'm again joined by my good friend, Steve. Steve, how are you? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, new year, new uh, explorations, and excited to talk about this uh, this arc, like you said, about self-care and, uh, and then care for others. Very, very excited to get into this with you. Right. And it is a new year, and we are getting into that type of People are trying to have a fresh start and do resolutions. And I think this year is, is more remarkably different than any other year prior because we're doing our resolutions in the middle of having a long time of thinking about all our behavior. Right. Uh, because of the state of the world, all our natural ways of living in the world have been kind of brought back or halted or changed in some aspect. And from a behavioral standpoint, this is a great time to evaluate, make changes, um, <clears throat> see what was working for you prior and see what can work for you moving forward. Um, so far, we have helped people identify their foundational identity. And we have done an arc on our thinking and our mindsets, which brings us to the next step, which is taking care of the vehicle that gets us through life and that is our body our mind and our relationships so yep. caring for us and caring for others yeah I'll let you oh no sorry man and you know it's something you're bringing up i think what we were just talking about right before we uh we kind of hopped onto this uh podcast here was how we've covered kind of our foundational identity previously the things that kind of go into making us us and really the different types of mindsets that can help us truly get to where we want to go and this is maybe kind of a natural progression from there of how do we then kind of leverage some of those things to give ourselves that ability to really optimize at our best, right? To care for ourselves. And then how does that bleed into, like you said, the relationships we have with other people? So I, I just wanted to bring that out and, and note that because I thought that was a great point that you had earlier. Yeah. So let's uh, let's dive into it. So let's talk a little bit about caring for ourselves um, and what that goes into. Of course, we all have a body and a mind. And right. I think we all have a general idea of how to take care of both of those things, but it is extremely complicated and we're not always the best at getting good insightful information of what works best for us as individuals. We're much better at getting a, a broad view of general health or general care. Um, so once you understand some of those things, I think, just like anything else we've discussed, we have to then start applying it and um, tailoring it to you as an individual. Um, what I need for care is different than your care. Right. You know, right. We have different needs. We have different emotions. We have different values. And all those things change the needs we need, the, the, what we need to feel cared for, feel whole, feel fulfilled. 
Yeah, and I think it's an important point because there's a lot of things in life that can take us away from fundamentally caring for ourselves. And I want to kind of remove other people from the picture just for a moment, because if we can't help ourselves, we can't help other people. You know, that's one comment I think I talk about a lot with with folks I work with in industries like coaching, industries like personal training, health and wellness. There's such a uh, giving from those folks, right? They want to help people. That's why they get into those fields. But that often comes at a cost of to themselves and running themselves ragged. And if they can't take care of themselves, they're not going to be optimized to have conversations, say, with people or be on top of their game to train you in the best way possible when you're in the gym. So we're talking about this fundamental necessity to really care for ourselves in the best way possible so that we can achieve the success we want in life and then be on top of our game. So what does that really look like? That's what we're truly going to get into over this arc that I'm that I'm really excited for because this is one of my favorite topics. <laughs> awesome. I, uh, I'm excited to go through it. And I, I think in the seven habits, there's this part where he's talking about a balance between productivity and productivity capability. And I think that ties into your self-care so well, because a lot of people do have the productivity part. And what ends up happening is, is that What ends up happening is, is that they, they do start to burn out because they're giving so much of themselves and so much productivity is um, <clears throat> being um, driven from them every single day, but they're not refilling the tank. They're not doing the things that keeps them at their highest level of producing that capability. And over time, it's just like any other kind of mechanical tool or machine that if you don't do maintenance on it, it will work for a long time, but then we'll have a, a catastrophic breakdown or just straight stop working. And that is what we want to help people try to avoid is not to get to that point of complete failure, complete breakdown, um, because they're overextending themselves. Um, so what we want to do is start talking about how do we fulfill that that tank and how do we maintain that product that, that productivity capability. Yeah, yeah, and and to your point, some of the things I think we're going to get into throughout this arc is that balance, striking that balance that you're just talking about for that productivity and what goes into truly creating that for us, and that naturally kind of gets into how we manage our times, what boundaries we have in in place for ourselves and with other people, our health. What we eat is huge. What we do in terms of exercising and releasing endorphins in our body is also a big proponent of, of keeping us healthy and on top of our games. So we're gonna dive into that as well. And we'll also get into really harnessing our own personal grit, right? Uh, Grit is something I talk about a lot for me that's give, recognize, implement time, a kind of philosophy and process to really help us achieve success we want in life. And it really kind of combines a lot of the mindsets that we, we talked about in the, in the last arc. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, as well as harnessing our emotional intelligence, our social intelligence, and empathy and compassion for others. How do we increase that if we say 
don't necessarily have it? Or do we maybe need to tweak it a little bit to really serve us in the right way possible for our relationships? How do we truly set ourselves up for success for us and other people around us? Yeah, very well said. And I, <clears throat> I believe just like we talk time and time again, that all these things are acquired through that magical word of practice. Right. <laughs> and it, it, you know, it, it is <clears throat> that time of year where we can really use this analogy because it happens every year is people, their resolutions are always, I want a better diet, I want better exercise. And they join the gym and they get a diet plan. And by this time in January, 80% of people are back in their regular habits. And that's because you don't change habits with willpower. <laughs> you change it with microscopic changes in your daily habit choice. So eating healthy isn't, I'm going on this crazy diet. It is understanding um, how much food you need throughout the day and what types of food you need to be eating to manage your calorie count. And then you also have to balance it against your, you know, exercise level or what your calorie burn is. Yeah. Um, so it, it's about making hab habitual changes for habitual action going forward. It's right. not about being sturdy in your mind all at one moment, because that willpower is just like any other muscle. It, it can be flexed at will, but it has um it's finite it burns out yeah you know and it's a great point because i was going to say the interesting thing about what you've brought out is you're right willpower isn't this just um oh goodness what's the right word to describe it is it's not this ever-present well that i could just tap at any time to to leverage it is finite and what's interesting is there are some studies that link it to blood sugar levels right so if you're completely delete depleted there have been things that link it to, well, if my, yeah, I'm completely down and low of energy. My willpower is going to be low as well. And so I think it's interesting because willpower, I think, does come into play. And I think it can be linked to helping you take those small incremental things. But you're right. It's not the sole thing that's going to help us achieve these these new goals uh kind of the way that i that i look at it is you're right willpower on its own is not enough to make this thing happen i've got to support that that allows me to have that energy to be able to do it and i think one illustration i'd love to do right now is something i, I talk about all the time with with people in goal planning is, is smart goals smart goals it's it's nothing new out there um, a lot of word uh excuse me documents and and research on this if you want to look it up but the gist is SMART goals help us craft goals to really make them more achievable for us. So I'll put it this way. Who's going to be more successful, Andrew? Is it the person who says, you know what, I want to lose weight or I want to lose 10 pounds over the next three months to look good in my tux for my wedding? Which one do you think is going to be more likely to lose weight? The latter, just because his goals are more specific. Exactly. Right. So when we talk about SMART goals, they're specific, measurable, attainable, relevant and time bound smart and the specificity comes into giving us something that's quantifiable that we can actually track and get feedback on throughout our time right so in this example the 10 pounds i can gauge by the scale how much weight i am losing and see that difference the measurable part right there comes into play as well right so i can actually tangibly measure that that difference 
So it's specific, the 10 pounds. It's measurable because I can see that shift. It's attainable because that's a realistic amount of weight to lose. Typically, and we'll get more into this in the nutrition side, but one to two pounds a week is the safe zone really for weight loss. Yes, you're capable of losing more, but that puts your body too much into depletion mode and starvation mode that can cause you to bounce back. Typically, one to two pounds a week is what's held industry in the industry is standardly available data, not standardly available as a standard for what is sustainable weight loss. So when we look at the three months, that's 12 weeks. So that could be 12 to 24 pounds, right? Uh, total. So 10 is below that 12. It's perfectly in line with that, right? So it is attainable. The relevant is this goal is meaningful to me. I have a wedding coming up. I want to look good in that tux. So this goal is actually relevant to what I want out of life. And then it's really three months from now. So there is a time constraint from that goal example as well. So that's kind of this example of SMART goals. And I think to your point, Andrew, on the New Year's resolutions of why so many people maybe fall back to the old habits is they don't necessarily have maybe a SMART New Year's resolution. It could be broad. They could try to take too much at once. Oh, I'm going to work out every single day. And maybe I don't work out at all. That's too much of a shift. Your point on this, the small steps, the small changes. So sorry for uh, maybe kind of rambling on there a bit, but I, I think there are some great points that I wanted to, to illustrate and provide some good context for our listeners today of how to maybe even start thinking about when we talk about self-care, how do we craft those, those goals and things that we want to kind of set for ourselves and achieve, especially as we're at the beginning of the new year. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've done some of these things in my life and I, I can, I can vouch for the process and how it works and the difference that I have experienced. I, I've all, I was always a heavier kid, like from the time I was a young child and, you know, I bought into a lot of, you know, it's your body type. It's, it's, it's your genetics. It's, it's how your body absorbs food and blah, blah, blah. And all that is bullshit. I mean, there is definitely some things to that, but what it came down to is that I didn't understand what I was putting in my body and how that was affecting me. And once I was able to learn that and achieve some of these microscopic, you know, goals, um, making small, ch small changes, you know, um, <clears throat> even just cutting down your portion size is a way of managing your food intake in a way that is much more successful for people is instead of like, if you don't like salad, you're not going to just switch from eating pizza every day to eating salad. Like that's too much of a, of a quick change. But if you say are eating two slices of pizza every day for lunch, you can go down to one slice of pizza and then maybe have, you know, a little side of vegetables instead of another slice of pizza. Right. Um, and also understanding that uh, how food really works is what makes you feel full is volume. So understanding what food has, what it, what is calorie dense and what is calorie light. That's one of the reasons why eating roughage and lettuce helps you maintain good weight is because it is a lot of filling for not a lot of calorie where you know a, a little piece of cheese is very 
not very filling, but very calorie dense and fat dense. So it's, it's making these little changes of, you know, if you're snacking, being mindful of not eating an entire bag of Doritos, like eat right. a portion of it. Right. <laughs> right. No, it's a great point, right? Is it doesn't have to be all or nothing. We can make small shifts and changes. And then specifically the mentality piece of it comes into play as well. Uh, another good example I'll kind of use is, let's say we grew up in a household with five children and there wasn't a whole lot of food. So you had to grab as much as possible, as quickly as possible and eat it. Maybe that mentality carries with me through adulthood. And now I'm maybe heavier than I want to be because of it. If I'm looking to change weight, unless I address that mentality that says I need to eat as much and as quickly as possible, I may not be successful in taking actions unless I get rid of that underlying mentality, right? So I think you're bringing up a great point is really diving into that mindset piece, hence why we talked about the resilient mind and then we had a whole arc on mindset that comes into play just as it does here in the self-care part and, and the eating part as well. Yeah, well, it, it's all tied together and we right. know that. That's, right. that's why we're delivering it in the way that we are. Is, <laughs> right. I love this analogy because I use it in dog training too, is <clears throat> I'm a big video game player and I love video games. And one of the important things about video games is the beginning of the game where they give you a tutorial, where they make every action you need to do very, very simple to complete. And they slow it down and they show you frame by frame, do this, do that. And you learn all the pieces that are going to make you successful. If you go and don't do that and just jump into the game, it can get real frustrating real quick. And then you were like, this game's no fun and I don't play it. Um, that can happen with your goals in your life is if you jump in and you didn't have a good plan of action, when you hit all this friction and all this unpleasantness or you go through it sloppily and you don't get the results you want. And then you're like, well, that didn't work. Um, well, that's not necessarily true is right. your attempt at it was not meeting your expectations for what you thought the process was, but you didn't deep dive into, you know, I've been going to the gym for a month. Did you exercise at the gym? Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> I was <laughs> like, well, you know, the, the going to the gym is, is is a good step, but did you actually exercise? And did you ac actually exercise meaningfully? Did you did you push yourself? Did you go beyond your limits a little bit? Do you push yourself a little bit more each day? Because right. that's what right. promotes that growth and that development is right. that day by day understanding I'm here. I need to get two, three steps away from where I am today, tomorrow. And that's, again, what we've been saying from the get go is that that's how life works is it's right. always building the smaller blocks into greater things. Right. Yeah. And I don't want to get too far afield because I could talk about that probably for hours and, and, uh, and bore the listeners here, but I'm super excited to bring all that into these specific areas that we're going to get into, right? And, and talk more about what it really means to say, give ourselves permission to be a human being and relax and rest and sleep and how to set ourselves up for success in doing that and everything that comes 
with the day-to-day, the time management, the boundaries, the mentality and, and associated with how we look at the things that are on our plate from day to day. And then the exercise piece, you know, I could talk about that all day as well. <laughs> uh, so I'm very excited for that. But I think what I really take away from what I think you've brought out today is, is simply put is, it's not just the action, but it's the purposefulness in that action and how we're using that the mindfulness maybe that we bring to it to really harness it in the best way possible for ourselves uh, to be successful, I think, and optimized. Yeah, and, and that's part of the beauty of it is, is when you, when you take responsibility for your part in, in the process is that it makes it a lot easier to really address what's going on is, no, I, I didn't purposely do this. Like I had this plan that had a bunch of check boxes for me to say I completed this. And, you know, at the end of that, I might have made some tangible movements. But then the next time I go through that process, if I'm more mindful about how I completed each one of those tasks and then right. look again at the value that I got out of it this time, and, and this is really what training is in any aspect, whether it's building a skill like playing guitar, building your physical exercise, understanding your, your nutrition, working with your dog, you know, it all comes down to is this saying that I've been kind of um, bolstering and holstering into my life, which is every day, life is a daily practice. Mm-hmm. Are you practicing the life you have or are you practicing the life you want? And just that shift, mm-hmm. huge, huge, huge difference in, in mind frame and tangible results at the end of the process. Yeah, I think that's a very good, it's a very good point. And I think ties back just briefly to the, some of the mindsets we talked about. Are, are we kind of focusing on maybe the the issues of the day-to-day or what we were looking to achieve and how we're setting ourselves up to do that? So am I practicing what it is I truly want in life to bring that about versus maybe what's keeping me where I'm at? It's a great, great point. Great point. Well, I'll say this, man, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see where this, this goes and uh, what we bring out here for, for folks on this arc. And I, uh, I think I'm going to really enjoy this, this season, uh, as always, with, uh, with our chat. So I'm, I'm greatly looking forward to it. Yeah. So let's, uh, let you want to talk about, um, the, the, God bless you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Um, you want to talk about the, the next episode or are we, are we going to, are we going to do balance next? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so coming up next, what we're going to get into really is, is balance. What does that actually mean for, for us? This is a concept we typically use, I think in work life balance, right? We've got to balance these two specific angles of our life, but is balance even the right word is integration maybe more appropriate, especially during these, these COVID times. So we'll get into balance versus integration and what's gonna help us do that. Can I relax? Is it okay to sit down instead of, oh, I've got to clean this up. I've got to get that done. Can I take a moment to reset and harness my mentality? 
give my body a break? And am I sleeping enough? All those things are really going to come into play to have a well-rounded life. So I'm, I'm super excited for uh, these topics as they are some very real things that I've talked at length with uh, over this past year with the folks that I've been working on, um, excuse me, working with. So that's kind of a snapshot or a preview of what's coming up uh, in this next episode on balance. All right. And I'm super excited to do this as well. Uh, this has been very meaningful to, to me and to our listeners. I did get some feedback from some, some listeners and some friends, and everyone seems to really be enjoying the content. Good, good. Uh, so, you know, that's enough motivation for me to keep it going. And uh, you know, it's, it's great for for us to just to be practicing what we want in life. And that is to be, you know, supporting each other, supporting others and, you know, learning how we can be our best selves. And, you know, you only have one life. And one thing I kind of realized during this time is that um, even being, you know, in, in your forties and in good health doesn't mean that I'm promised tomorrow. Mm. Um, so, and, and that just became abundantly more clear over the last year is whether it be the pandemic or, you know, just some freak accident, anything can happen. So why not live every day with the intention of maximizing what you, your, your contribution is to the world? Right. Um, and sometimes maximizing your contribution is giving yourself permission to, to sleep the whole day away. <laughs> right. So it's not about being superhuman every day. It's about being human every day. Right. Right. Well, man, uh, until the next time, I'll say be the movement in your life. Yes. Until next time, we'll see you then. If you enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing. If you would like more information on coaching, look at striveformore.com to find Steve's business, or you can look for pet care options at pittsburghpetcare.com. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at contact at pittsburghpetcare.com. See you next time.